Good day, Modern Babylon, Culture Contrarian, Ryan Miller. Um, part of my journey is that I, I continue to do reading and study, and um, and I affiliate with a, a very diverse palette of information. And some of the stuff that uh, I use for my personal study and interpretation and application, and I don't bring it into the public domain because some of it can be a little little squirrely for people to contemplate. And I was having a conversation with someone the other day and I was talking about when I get in public and I speak and I make certain statements and people object to the statements and I'm like, you're, you're really not disagreeing with me. You're basing your thoughts and or questions or framing your narrative based upon, and I, I don't know where you get your foundation, where people get their foundation of information. Because what I'm reciting or making reference to is codified law or Supreme Court precedent. And they often frame questions based upon a very limited understanding of any of those things. And they want to enter into this debate. And I'm like, my gosh, I mean, this is a rabbit hole in that force. First, I need people to go to the source material and do some research on the source material before you try to argue something that I'm going to have to bring the Supreme Court precedent that you haven't read and you're going to disagree with me. And actually, you're not disagreeing with me. You're disagreeing with either my presentation or my characterization of what has been decided through Supreme Court precedent. And, and such things as Graham versus Connor and Fraser v. Cup, and the, the list is long and distinguished. So when I am going through research and I'm studying and reading, I, I will pause, I'll do some research, dive into Black's Law, and things can be rather contentious, even for me reading it. I'm like, holy smokes, this is pretty powerful, and i got to dive in. So I, I came across this, this site, which has got some very powerful information, and it's disconcerting for people to hear, and it's even disconcerting to even put it in the public domain. These are things that are found through deeper dark channels that generally are not visible to the common man. You have to be digging to find this kind of stuff. And it really challenges your foundation or belief structure, and it requires going back and getting more context. So I want to read some of this for my own edification. I'm going to put it on a verbal record, and then I may share privately with a few people. Maybe I'll put it out a little bit broader. But inside of this document that I'm about to read, there's, there's a word in there which I don't like to speak audibly. And it has to do with a, the, the status of an individual. And I'm going to skip over that word, and I'm just going to insert the word blank. I'm just going to say blank. When I come to it, I'm just going to say blank. And it it's not a, a safe word to say in public simply because our social media experience has got all of this data tracking and oversight and tracing and censorship and and it's better not to say the word out loud even in private even in private it's just a word that shouldn't be used because entities have a way to frame narrative for people that use that word so I'm going to begin reading. In, the, in the, this first subject, it says republic or democracy. It's a very important question because there is a difference between a republic 
or democracy. So let me begin reading. In the year 1787, a Scottish history professor, Alexander Tyler, had this to say about the fall of the Athenian Republic some 2,000 years earlier. Quote, a democracy cannot exist as a permanent form of government. It can only exist until the voters discover that they can vote themselves from the public treasury. From that moment on, the majority always votes the candidates promising the most benefits from the public treasury, with the result that a democracy always collapses over loose fiscal policy, which is always followed by a dictatorship. The average age of the world's greatest civilizations, red democracies, has been 200 years. These nations have progressed through this sequence from bondage to spiritual faith, from spiritual faith to great courage, from courage to liberty, from liberty to abundance, from abundance to complacency, from complacency to apathy, from apathy to dependence, from dependence back into bondage, close quote. Professor Joseph Olson of Hamline University School of Law, St. Paul, Minnesota, thinks that the U.S. is now between complacency and apathy, although in his view, 40% of the nation's population has already reached the dependency stage. If you at all have listened to me over the years in which I've spoken, this particular quote and this reference should be burned into your mind. Because I have often said, and I've, I've even referenced Alexis de Tocqueville and talked about the, the duration of a democracy slash republic. Republic has a 200 to 250 year lifespan. But if you look over time immemorial and history, that this has been the cam that is rotated and that progression from bondage to spiritual faith, from spiritual faith to great courage, from courage to liberty. That was when we left the king's rule. From liberty to abundance, the United States has been blessed with abundance. The Industrial Revolution and the Tech Revolution have been incredible abundance to the greatest society that ever graced this planet with what has happened on, our, on this planet. From abundance to complacency, so that the abundance has grown into this being degree of complacent that we're comfortable. When we look in the, in the global theme, we have running water, we have a sewer system, we have conveyances that are train, car, planes. We can go and harvest food from a grocery store. We've become complacent with our access. That smartphone is another degree of complacency. From complacency to apathy, we've become apathetic to the liberty that we've once experienced. From apathy now to dependence. And you have a growing percentage of our population that is dependent. And then from dependence goes back into bondage. And Alexander Tyler talked about how when in a democracy, when the have-nots outnumber the haves, they're going to vote for more benefits produced by the state to take from the haves. So we're going to continue to garnish resources, money from the haves, 
to redistribute it to the have-nots and those that are dependent, that are, are part of the system of dependency. And I'm going to say if you've chosen the path of public service, you are a dependent. You are not part of the revenue generation. You're part of the entitlement dependency side of the equation. So obviously, as our Congress has demonstrated, they don't generate revenue, but they can vote themselves 20% raises where they take more from the producers to reward themselves. Fiscal irresponsibility is our government's name. So he continues in another topic. It says, Republican form of government introduction, quote, the United States shall guarantee to every state in this union a Republican form of government. Article 4, Section 4 of the Federal Constitution is particularly interesting because it's one of the few sections of the Constitution which expressly mandate specific obligations for the federal government. In contrast, reading Article 1, Section 8, Clause 1, quote, the Congress shall have the power to lay and collect taxes, duties, imposts, and excises to pay the debts and provide for the common defense and general welfare of the United States. Close quote. Note that while this section grants Congress the power to lay and collect taxes, etc., it does not mandate that Congress shall do so. If Congress wants to lay and collect taxes, they can. They have the power to do so. But if Congress doesn't want to lay and collect taxes, they don't have to. They can refuse to exercise their power of taxation. But under Article 4, Section 4, Congress has so no such discretion. They must, quote, guarantee to every state in the union a Republican form of government, close quote. The federal mandate for a Republican form of government is echoed in Article 1, Section 2 of the Texas Constitution, which reads political power inherent in the people. All political power is inherent in the people, and all free governments are founded on their authority and instituted for their benefit. The faith of the people of Texas stands pledged to the preservation of a Republican form of government and subject to this limitation only. They have at all times the inalienable right to alter, reform, or abolish their government in such manner as they may think expedient. In other words, the only form of government that can ever be lawful in Texas is a Republican form of government. We Texans can change our state government any way we please, anytime we please, subject to one limitation only, that we preserve a Republican form of government. No matter what, I suspect that several other state constitutions include similar guarantees of a Republican form of government Seems that earlier Texans also thought a Republican form of government was absolutely vital. Subchapter is Republican mystery. Problem is, what is a Republican form of government? I've been intrigued by that question for several years, but a clear definition of the concept has persistently eluded me. For example, according to the first edition of Black's Law Dictionary back in 1891, a Republican government, a government in the Republican form, a government of the people, a government by representatives chosen by the people, Cooley Constitutional Law, page 194. Gee, 
that's about as helpful as defining black as a, as a dark color. You'd think they could be a bit more precise, no? If there was a concise definition there, I wasn't smart enough to see it. I kept wondering why such an important concept was so poorly defined. After all, isn't it a fundamental rule of lexicography and definitions don't include the word being defined? If so, why did blacks use, quote, Republican form to define, quote, Republican government? Were they merely negligent or intentionally trying to obscure the concept? Black's fourth edition, published in 1968, provides virtually the same definition of Republican government as in 1891. Once again, we're essentially told that republics are very Republican. That's not very elucidating. I couldn't believe that, quote, representation, close quote, was all the founders sought to guarantee in Article 4, Section 4 of the Constitution. After all, virtually every form of government, even dictatorships and communists, have some kind of representation for the people. I simply couldn't believe the founders wasted quill and ink on Article 4, Section 4 of the Federal Constitution to simply mandate that the government allow the people to have representatives. A, quote, Republican form of government, close quote, had to mean much more. Further, the mysterious failure to concisely define a concept as fundamental and mandatory as, quote, Republican form of government, close quote, implied that the meaning might be so important that it was intentionally obscured. But what could that definition be? Military intelligence is the subchapter. I read the comparative definitions of democracy and republic in the U.S. Government Training Manual number 2000-25 for Army officers, published by the War Department on November 30th of 1928. Those definitions illustrate that in 1928, democracy was officially viewed as dangerous and our military was sworn to defend our, quote, republic. Democracy, a government of the masses, authority derived through mass meaning or any other form of, quote, direct, close quote, expression, results in mobocracy. Attitude toward poverty is communistic, negating property rights. Attitude toward law is that the will of the majority shall regulate whether it be based upon deliberation or governed by passion, prejudice, and impulse without restraint or regard to consequences. Results in demagogism, license, agitation, discontent, and anarchy. Republic, on the other hand, authority is derived through the election by the people of public officials best fitted to represent them. Attitude towards property is respect for laws and individual rights and a sensible economic procedure. Attitude toward law is the administration of justice in accord with fixed principles and established evidence with a strict regard to consequences. A greater number of citizens and extent of territory may be brought within its compass, avoids the dangerous extreme of either tyranny or mobocracy, results in statementship, liberty, reason, justice, contentment, and progress. These military definitions were improvements over Black's first and fourth edition, and we can tell that the Army regarded, quote, democracy, close quote, as contemptible, and, quote, republic, close quote, as noble, but otherwise, the essential meaning of, quote, republican form of government, close quote, remained elusive. In the definition of republic, it is... At its root is a spiritual component. The spiritual component 
is what is the foundation of a social contract. And in that social contract are the elements of laws, individual rights, sensible economic transactions, justice, punishment, a non-aggression principled code of civility. And some of the best philosophers over time elucidated on this social contract. I'm reading through Sir Edmund Burke and I'm going to be sharing some of his essays and theses and its beautiful architecture of the social contract. John Locke, another brilliant mind in history. Jean-Jacques Rousseau, another brilliant mind. These people had a foundation of a spiritual and divine nature which was a non-aggression principled code of conduct of humanity. And yes, there is this important need of an authority to restrain humans' wickedness. But humans controlling other humans need to have a benchmark, a measurement stick. And the Ten Commandments were the ones that were first in the beginning of of civilization, of the ten words that say, don't hurt yourself and don't hurt others. But they got expanded upon. And now we have countless laws and legislations which transcend those ten, ten words, but the principles should be rooted in don't hurt yourself and don't hurt other people. So I'm going to continue this a little bit later because there's the, the next topic starts with me getting into that blank description who holds blank power so i'm going to end it now and i'm going to do another episode in just a moment of this wonderful instrument that i found thanks put this in your intellectual pipe and smoke it culture contrarian with modern babylon take care